you are listening to the TN Horror Podcast Network. Horror with a sense of humor. Hi, I'm Bill Mosley, and you're in the horror basement. <laughs> Lick my plate, you dog bitch. to the horror basement where we talk horror and more come to you from the basement of my mom's trailer i'm one of your hosts johnny we have jim jam and yeti here with us jim jam here hey 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 we're serving up horror all over the land like biscuits and gravy baby you know how we do make sure you go to tnhorror.com and check out the merch page and buy some merch and you can donate on uh or detonate the patreon yep donate on the patreon blow it up detonate it you know you can do all that and... Buy a candle. Buy a candle, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, where from? Call me out. She's on vacation. Can't oh. buy one there, so I don't know why you said that. By the time this podcast it. come out, it will be off vacation. I don't know if she will be or not. Anyways, so teenhorror.com for awesome uh, horror articles and news articles and awesome merch. So And, and the haunt page. The haunt page. Follow us at the Horror Basement Podcast. Yep. So, let's get into this. All right, guys. So, you'll recognize our uh, guest from Rob Zombies 31 as from the character Sickhead. And also from his role on American Horror Stories Freak Show. But he's got two movies now. Rob Zombies 3 from Hell as Sebastian. And Dr. Death from Josh Hasty's Candy Corn, Mr. Poncho Moeller. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks. That was uh, quite the introduction. <laughs> Appreciate it. Oh man, glad you guys are having me on your show. Man, we're excited to have you on the show. And as I said, uh, with every guest we do, uh, or we started doing the question of the week with them instead of doing it without them. So, God, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jim, Jim wanted me to, to do this for the question of the week. Do you think ghosts wear clothes? <laughs> God, uh, I would like to think that they do. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> No, that's something we come up with some one day. It's like, well, do you I've, think I've never clothes? imagined them not to wear clothes, to be honest. But you know, like if they, you know, they pass on, uh, the, does clothes turn into ghosts? See, that was the old question. It's, I don't know. Could you imagine a ghost just going through his closet? <laughs> what, what am I yeah, going to wear today? Like, what can I die in? Yeah. <laughs> what what yeah, am I going to haunt exactly. these people in the I, I imagine I, I like to imagine a wear uh, a ghost wears clothes and he's wearing the same thing he died in. As now, if there's a ghost that uh, or a person that dies like naked, then maybe they're not wearing clothes. You know, dogs mm-hmm. out. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Help I hope it. I die in something comfortable. Of course, that would be awesome. It would suck to die like in something. Oh. That's just like really itchy, you know, or just like a super tight. But what you just said, if you die and you're sleeping, all you're you're just in your underwear. So forever, you're just walking around in your underwear. Yeah, you're walking around in your underwear. Other people are like dressed all fancy and yeah. nice, and you're just stuck in your underwear everywhere. Dude. I mean, that, that would actually be kind of comfortable. That's yeah. that's the way I roll. <laughs> Sweet hell yeah. <clears throat> uh, you had said um, you was hoping that 
uh, candy corn would come out quicker, I believe. Like I, I watched you in an interview, and you was hoping that it would come out a little quicker. But so, how is it now that you got two movies coming out at one time, like all together? You know, it's it's an it's an actor's dream to just have any movie coming out, let alone two movies coming out at around the same time, same genre, which is my favorite genre. Right as, as we speak. I I was brought into this horror world about like three years ago, and it's I I am fascinated by it. The, the fans are so loyal. They're so they're so they're, they're just they're they're good people to know, and just they 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 love the, the films, and I, I can't complain about that. And they got good questions, uh, and being able to come out with two films and 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 embrace that and i i couldn't ask for anything else like uh in, in saying what you were asking before as opposed to like i'm glad that they're both coming out of it was just meant to be this way and candy corn is coming out a, one day after three from hell which is great for me, as an actor, you know, you, uh, you you want projects to just come out, let alone at the same time, your, your, your career definitely will move to the next level. And to have two different parts that are completely, that completely showcase a different range, a different side of myself is, is, is an actor's dream. Yeah, and when you speak of Candy Corn, we talked to Josh Hasty uh, a little over a week ago. He's a really, really cool dude, really good guy. And uh, if people missed out on pre-ordering that candy corn, it was 15 bucks. I mean, that's a good price for a Blu-ray. A really oh, good yeah. price. Oh, yeah, definitely. Really good well price. Well worth it, too. Yeah, and well worth it. When we, we watched the film, and what was your favorite yeah, part in this movie? Like, being Dr. Death and just being called Dr. Death, because how many Dr. Deaths have there ever been? I meant to look that up. But being that character and... We was talking to Josh, and he says that people keep bringing up this character and wanting more of Doctor Death. How does that feel? Well, uh, it feels good. To to be honest, I I had no idea about that. So when you say that, it's it feels like I I like it was a job well done. You know, on on both both sides, uh, on Josh's behalf and on mine, uh, we worked really really hard on making Doctor Death a three dimensional character and adding some humanity to him. It's very easy to play characters like this and they start to become a gimmick as opposed to something real. And so we worked really hard on keeping him just very calm and very grounded, but still in control. So it feels good when you say something like that. There's, there's a big history behind Dr. Death as far as like my inner monologue, which uh, I like to keep that one to myself. But as far as like, we, I, I, uh, Josh was very specific about like wanting me to like watch episodes of like uh, the Blacklist and James Spader's part, uh, and just watching like the kind of character he plays, just very calm, cool, always knows more than anybody in the room. And then also, I, I brought in like my own kind of. I, I, I watched that movie Godless with Jeff Phillips on it, and the, the, the choices he made in this series this netflix series was just amazing to keep them so calm and just so dark i and so loyal and and so we kind of were able to bring both of those aspects as well as like my own choice my myself into it and and create this character we had such a long time to do it 
in a sense that we started shooting this movie, Candy Corn came about about three years ago, and we were only able to shoot pieces at a time for a long time. And so it really allowed me to just uh, understand the character even more. Yeah, because uh, Josh did tell us that he does have two more of them that he's planning on making. And uh, so I guess your character oh, yeah, yeah. will continue yeah. to grow, which is awesome. He will continue to grow as well as like his relationship with the other carnies, uh, even more so the relationship that he has with uh, Tony Todd's character, Bishop Gate, which is pretty awesome to be able to work with such a horror icon on that level. Yeah, definitely got to be pretty <laughs> awesome. And just, I'm going to, before I let these other guys ask a question, what does it feel like knowing that you're going to have, your hat is going to be a Halloween prop? Like uh, a character, you know, so people can buy that hat now or they will be able to eventually from Trick or Treat Studios. Yeah, they'll be able to buy the whole costume, which is yeah. pretty awesome. I like I like the fact, you know, with Sickhead's character, it was more specific, you know, not a lot of people are going to paint a swastika on their chest no. and walk around during Halloween. That, <laughs> no. But with a character like Dr. Death, you know, like every, and the, the, the costumes being being made for all shapes and all sizes, it, it is such a comfortable costume. It is so chic. And to know that they're going to be selling it in stores, I, I'm fascinated by that because I, I, I feel like a lot of people will wear that. Will they at least hook you up with a costume or give you a costume? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm friends with Chris Zephros, one of the, and Justin Mabry, the owners of of Trick or Treat Studio, so I'm sure I'll be able to get a costume. I I, 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 <laughs> I hope so. I bet on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be cool. And uh, off with the costume that, that they designed, it was designed by Cody Verona, who yeah. also worked uh, ran the store called Forgotten Saints here in in uh, Melrose and in Hollywood, and she also designed costumes for all the rock stars like Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper, and so it's pretty awesome to put her on the map with that. In a movie, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's really awesome. That's the costume I would want. I thought she was going to ask him if he's going to be wearing this costume in conventions. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that, would be, that would be a badass ghost too. <laughs> that yeah, would that'd be, be a, a badass, badass ghost, right? <laughs> so after these movies come out, are you? Uh, or do you have any conventions coming up after the movies? Uh, I leave that to uh, Sean Clark, who's my convention manager. But he wanted to see like. He wanted these movies to come out first because there's only so much. I think I've already ridden the sickhead, sickhead uh, train for as long as it can go, you know. Yeah. And so he wanted these movies to come out first, breathe a little bit, and then we'll start uh, lining up some conventions. So that's kind of how it works in the convention world, from my experience. Okay, so you think uh-huh. possible after uh, after these movies come out that you will dress up as Doctor Death at a convention or something? Like a photo wall. You know, I don't know. I, I, I've never, like, the only people I know that really dress up as the characters are Bill Mosley and Sid Haig. More so, um, I don't know. I guess if I got a costume and I was, and they allowed it or they requested it, it could be something that could work out. I, th- I think, I think I it'll be cool. something that the fans would want. It would be a photo opportunity. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, for a photo op, that would be awesome. Yeah, like a awesome. photo op, you know, and then you'd be like, yeah, 100 bucks, get your photo taken with me. 
that's a lot of money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> people pay that much money to take photos with people, which is insane to oh, me. Oh, I, I know, man. I've seen it, and I don't understand it. I don't uh, think I could have charged that much money. Yeah, I just in a sense that like people are, uh, you know, it's it's unless it's you're donating half of it or more I, of it. Why charge the fans, the people that make you? Like, I, I that I just don't know if I believe in that, but everybody's different. Yeah, you'd have to be donating at least half of it. I heard a lot of them say that. Or more, you know, just because that's that's crazy. Mm. I'm going to – Yeti, you got a question for me, man? Yeah, I want to totally know. shift gears. Uh, I fucking – I read uh, – and I heard in an interview that you uh, studied at UCB, which I think is really cool because, like, so many – like, so many great writers and performers and comedians have come out of there. It's super cool. How do you feel like – that helps you prepare for roles like Dr. Death and, and Sickhead, et cetera, et cetera. Well, to, uh, I didn't start at UCB. I, I did, I did attend UCB. I, I got to the third level and, and that's as far as I got, which is one of the higher levels. I, th- I believe there's like five levels, but, uh, it definitely helps you keep on your toes. Like you're working with professionals, you're working with seasoned actors, you know, if, get your dialogue and they forget theirs you can't just be like okay cut you know uh he forgot his that you gotta keep it going and make it look good your job is to make them look good so studying at ucb definitely helps me stay on my toes and helps me stay prepared and, and comfortable in my own body if that uh helps out helps answer the question at all yeah yeah but it's really cool like uh do you find yourself like yes ending on the set sometimes and kind of trying to keep things moving along or do you ever have a uh, a chance to really improv in these films um you know that's a good question a, a lot of the times you you don't just because they're 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 not huge budget films where you can get take after take after take after take so with these films like we only get like three takes at the most Right. of each like angle especially even in rob's films like so you got to give it you you got to be ready to go and if you're not rob will never use you again that makes sense though Tom's yeah money. i know and and a lot of the times you know if you take after take after take after take it's not spontaneous anymore you know what's going to happen and and it, and it just doesn't keep it alive. It doesn't keep it fresh. So you, it, it's kind of cool to be able to nail it within the first few takes. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense because I mean, on a low budget, you got to be efficient. So you got to get in there and like you must be surgical. Uh, yeah, no, you have to. Time is money. I, that's 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 all I know. Especially <laughs> like if you're if you're shooting it over and over and over again, you're going over the the time limit, and that pushes the film back, and then they have. To everybody over time and that's one of the things that they're trying to stay away from because that yeah, that will cost a lot of money Definitely. Uh, you said it was a dream come true to work with rob zombie the first time so what was it like yeah. having him call you for another role in a film did you have to uh audition for this role or was it just no 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 not at all the way me and rob zombie communicate i believe that this is the way he communicates with a lot of his actors um, is he communicates with me through email. So I got an email from Rob and it was, it just said, Hey, it's movie time again. 
I, uh, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with my uh, movie, The Devil's Rejects, but I just wrote a follow-up to that movie, and I wrote a pretty awesome part for you. It's the complete opposite of your last role with me. I want to see what you can do with it. Are you down? And I said, hell yeah, I don't even got to think about that. Let's do it. <laughs> it was just such an honor to even, you know, be thought of and, 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 and included in, in, in such a like, enormous franchise like that. To me, The Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses is by far one of uh, my favorite movies that Rob's done, you know. So uh, to be included in that world was just awesome. It's got to feel amazing to to know that you did so well that he's keeping you in the rotation of the small group of people that he keeps in rotation. No, for sure. And then and it's funny because after I I said, yeah, of course, no problem. I got you. Let's do it. And then he sent me like uh, the uh, the character description at the end of the email. He's like, and this is going to be a weird question, but can you start growing your beard out now? And I was like, of course, yeah, dude. Because I mean can't be in the devil's reject sequel and not and not look shaggy and just hairy as hell you know so i was <laughs> stoked man it was a, a look i've never had before he wanted to make me completely unrecognizable from the last film yeah and you definitely was obviously you're gonna know it's me because it's a little dude but he's <laughs> still i mean he looks completely different if you've seen both movies yeah totally different both characters totally different uh I was really hoping you'd be a part of the fa- a family member in the movie. To be honest, somehow they've yeah, you know, um, it was already hard enough to to incorporate the, the the other actor as a family member. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, it worked. If it was going to work, the only way it would work was with somebody like Richard Brake, who you know did such a great job with Doomhead. Yeah. And uh, the fans loved him so much that. Uh, you're going to make it work, that's the person that will make it work. So it, it, it felt good. And just to incorporate another character to the family like that is a huge honor. I'm sure Richard Brake is so, so stoked on that. I think uh, Baby kind of made you an honorary member, didn't she? Yeah, I think she did, man. And uh, we had like, it was like a really good moment for us to have that. And it, it made Sebastian's character just, it, it grounded him a bit more, made him more humane. I, I believe that in certain, in, in the relationship part. And it, it, like someone asked me the other day, like, well, was it like a, like a, like a relationship where you like, you cared about her, like in like a, like a loving, like more like a, like a girlfriend way. I was like, no, by no means was it that. What it was, was it was a, it was a brotherhood. It was a sisterhood. You know, I cared about her. Like she was a sister that I never had. And she affected me in a way that no one's ever, never depended on me like her. No one's ever talked to me about the way she did. And so to be accepted that way, it made our, our friendship even stronger. I think that's one of the big things with them. You know, they're supposed to be the bad guys or whatever, but yet the fans love them so much and rooting for them. But they always stick together. They take care, they take care of family. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely about family and 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 uh, the Devil's Rejects, the Firefly family. It's, it's what it's all about. This might be a little bit spoilers, but I was really hoping to see that you was going to ride off into the sunset with them and 
possibly be a fourth movie with y'all four. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, when we were shooting it, Rob, Rob had his, his doubts, you know, he was just like, hmm, like, that's the kind of cool thing about when you're shooting is like, you can change it, especially being the director, like, no, no, like, uh, let's try it this way too, that way we can have two separate endings, but, you know, that's, that, that's the way, uh, that's the way it worked out, and uh, I'm, I was fine with it in a sense that, you know, to be able to uh, sacrifice my love, for, or my life for another makes my character even stronger and I'm and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you you saved life, right? So it was a Yeah. It was a really cool sequence. I love the the Anagata Davida sequence. Like you guys are blazing out and it's playing fucking Iron Butterfly. You can just kind of see <laughs> yeah. the bomb forming. That was That's um, awesome. You know what's one of my favorite saying all this. I haven't even uh I have not seen the movie yet, but I'm I read the whole script. I know all the people that were cast in it, so I can only imagine what they brought to it. But I know that I took the stuff that they was given to me and the actors that I played around with, like super serious. So to to hear you say something like that, that to, to watch the bond just you know unwind and and be created and start is is humbling to me. I can't wait to see it. Was, there is some there's some really cool really cool stuff there in the third act that just. You, how does that feel watching yourself on screen after yeah, that's what I'm so long? Like, um, you kind of just like forget about it. You like, I shot me from hell, like probably like almost a, a little bit over a year ago, and you know this is a quick turnaround for Rob, considering the turnaround for Thirty One was like two years, you know. Right. So this is a quick turnaround, and um, it. it feels I, I kind of forget about what I did you know I, I I know that it was in the moment I I, I know that it was good because it's Rob's not going to put anything out there that's garbage and you know he uh so I I can only imagine what it's going to look like and I but to answer your question I it feels good to watch myself on screen you know you the first time you watch it you always kind of instead of enjoying the film, you're more critiquing it. And, and that kind of sucks, but that's, I believe, what all actors do. And then you kind of, the second time you watch it is when you can just enjoy it, you know? And so I think that it, when the premiere's coming, I'm, I'm going to try my hardest just to enjoy the film with everybody, with all the fans, and, and that's all I can do. But I, I can't tell you that I'm not going to sit there and critique myself. So I'm like, not going to Oh, I could have done this better. Or... myself. Yeah, that's why I hardly yeah. ever listen back to what we do because I'll be Same here. critiquing myself. But I have started to after oh. 160 podcasts. <laughs> have you? Uh, yeah, that's a lot, guys. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing it for almost five years now. Four. Four. Um, Four. Be going so how many do you guys? How much? How many do you try to push out a year? As many as you can. Just or? once. Uh, once a week. We try to do once a week. Okay. Um. But uh, I was going to ask, uh, did you purposely not want to watch the movie right now? Did you want to wait till the fans got to see it, too? Uh, well, I what happened with 31 was that we had to do a bunch of ADR for it. So I got a chance to... ADR is when you're doing all your voice stuff over again. And with the technology, the way it's got nowadays, is I mean, everything is just so enhanced that 
you you don't really need to do ADR no more. So I didn't really get to see any of the, any of the stuff, but I've had the chance to watch the movie and I passed up on it because I just want to, I want to be surprised when I get to go to the premiere. Yeah, it's a, it's a big thing that. for me and I don't want to go there knowing already what, uh, like the outcome is and any of that stuff. I just want to, I want to, I want to enjoy it. That's what I was kind of thinking. Is there going to be a premiere in Hollywood like uh, usual? Yeah, there, there's a premiere on uh, September 16th, Monday of next week, and it's going to be awesome. And then the the, the, the the day after is a premiere for Candy Corn, so it's a pretty big week for me. It's that's never happened like in the in in, in my life. So I'm just it's so surreal that this is actually going to happen, and I'm so so. So grateful. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a trip of a week. Say, I think Josh said that uh, they're gonna do a premiere at uh, on Friday the thirteenth. They're doing it at that uh, festival, that convention. Forget what it's called now. Damn. Oh, that's awesome. The Texas Frightmare? No. no, no, it was oh, crap. It's in L.A. somewhere, somewhere around in California. Bill just brought it up to us in the interview that we just did. Uh, son of Monster oh, I think Palooza. I know what you're talking about. It's Monster Palooza. He's been, in Riverside. He's been mentioning it to me. Yeah, Monster Palooza. Yeah. Son of Monster Palooza. Yeah, they're going to. I think that's what he said. No, it's, a, it's another one that it's only been around for like three years now and it, it's growing. It's one that happens in Riverside. I okay. remember him mentioning it to me, but it's uh, it's in October. Oh, okay. October, well, Friday the 13th. Yeah. But it should be awesome. That's, that's great. I'm so proud of Josh, like in a sense that. This movie started as just a passion project, you know, and it just got bigger than all of us, uh, bigger than any of us expected. Maybe not Josh, because Josh, Josh just has a different vision, you know, but coming from an actor's side, uh, it's sometimes, you know, it's, it just doesn't happen. And the fact that this did is just beyond me. Yeah, him. It's got a huge buzz even before release. I mean, the buzz on this movie is insane. Like, I know, uh, I know. Very I know. seldom are there like indie projects that have this much, like everybody's talking about it. You know, this is really cool. Yeah, to see yeah. It. That's uh, it's kind of the cool thing about social media that you can, you know, you can create a fan base and you can throw little things, little little. You can bait them, you know, and then throw little things at them, and then people start to like it, and then it's, it becomes word of mouth, and then it just grows. By It almost just grows by itself. Yeah, it's, it's, you social know, media has changed, changed the game for real. You know, a weird thing is, is uh, with candy corn, you know people have, like, something for teeth? Did you realize that? Like, they collect, like, teeth and all this and that and uh, the only reason why i know this is because i seen a guy talking about candy corn and how it has something related to teeth and he got like a, a tooth like a big tooth that was the color of a candy corn i don't know oh really that's kind of cool like what like a mouth grill that's got like a candy corn tooth in it no like you know the big tooth that was on the postcard yes 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 like that oh i know what you're talking i i believe uh it was there. There was like a tooth made before, and it was like almost like a, a, a piggy bank. Yeah, like it's just I don't know. The dude's like obsessed with teeth, and he said that his bathroom had like all teeth products in it. Like I don't know. I don't know why someone would be obsessed with teeth products, but <laughs> just an odd yeah, thing. I, I thought I'd bring up to you to let you know. 
that people will have <laughs> tattooed candy corn teeth. Maybe on. that's because, like, when you die, like, and you deteriorate, and you and everything turns to ash. The only thing that's still there is your teeth. Could be. Still weird. <laughs> no. I, um, <laughs> well, speaking of candy corn, do you eat candy corn? I do, but it's not like my favorite candy. It's definitely not my favorite candy. We asked Josh that, and he said, "No, candy corn is the worst." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. It's not. It's not. It's not my favorite. No, it's the worst Halloween I'll eat candy. It if that's all that's there, but um, it, it's like it's one of those things. Like I even when I used to trick or treat. Like it's one of those things that it would be the if it would be the last thing I ate, and not because I'm saving it for the end, but because I don't <laughs> want to even think about it. <laughs> yeah, I feel your pain on that one. I mean, chocolate is just so much better. So, uh, uh, hi, Poncho. Have uh, you yet to? to oh, I don't even know how to word it. Have you got to see anybody with a tattoo of you on them yet? Uh, yeah, I've actually seen quite a few people with the sick head tattoo. I'm a uh, God bless their souls, but yeah, I mean, I've seen that and that's super crazy. That you is see super someone crazy. with like a tattoo of such a fucked up character, like on their body for the rest of their life. So okay. I, I'm happy for them. I'm stoked for them that they're so loyal. But at the same time, I'm like, you're going to have that on your body for the rest of your life. That's crazy. But then again, I don't have the best tattoos either, so it's 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 not a big deal. What do your parents feel about your career? Uh, they're super supportive of it. Uh, they 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 always believed in me and with everything I did, and just because I was so motivated, I was just so determined that uh, they just they were they always supported me, even with skateboarding. You know, that was like the first sport that I kind of just stuck with and just kept doing and got better and better and better and better at it. I think it's just the way you approach things, you know, uh, with, with acting, it was different. It wasn't like, it was one of those things that, that I'm like, Hey, give me the part. I'm a little guy. I'm cute. Hire me. You know, you still have to know, you still have to have chops. You still have to know how to bring a character to life. You still know how to have to know how to make interesting choices. You still have to know how to be vulnerable on camera and and exciting and just so with that said because of the way i went about it of like my training like my excessive training of with all all, all these different methods and techniques they're 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 completely happy for me and they're just supportive and and they know that uh, i'm a i'm a professional i take it i i do this this is my profession and i and i and i'm serious about it Oh yeah, well, you're awesome at it. So, uh, but one thing, yeah, what was your parents' reaction to Sickhead? Uh, well, my mom was a little bit disturbed at first. She, uh, I mean, she's already kind of scared of clowns. So to have a clown up there that's just out of his mind. The only thing that she was stoked about that was uh, that he spoke Spanish. You know, it's always good to be able to be on film and embrace your culture, embrace your language. And that's one of the, whether I'm saying, I mean, I was saying some of the worst things, but it made her laugh. Yeah. That more so made her laugh, but she, she was also kind of, uh, just worried for me in a sense of like what the fans were going to say or what the critics were going to say and how they would react and how, you know, with such a, a character that's so hated in a sense of like, 
representing Hitler, uh, and he did some bad stuff. So I, I she was more worried in the, on that sense of it. Yeah. But once she realized and, and knew that, you know, it's just a character in a movie and it's a genre, she she accepted it more. And she knew that I was a professional and the, 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 what I went about it. How I went about Sickhead is just, it's a, it's, it, it, only an actor does that. Right. Yeah, I'm going to have to it's, look it's up. It's not to see one of those said. things you get stuck in. That's, that's definitely, yeah. No, no, it's definitely not a character you want to get. You got to know when to turn it off, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, uh, some people, sometimes people don't. And, and you know, that's sad. But I, I, I've I, learned when to turn it off. And, you know, I usually need a good, like, week or two weeks to kind of just unwind after I shoot a movie, especially points like that. Because, and, and to be by myself and be alone and, and snap back to reality. Because sometimes it's hard, you know, it's, with method acting, which is what I study, do, it's like you're triggering all these senses that you knew were always there, but you always keep them hidden, you know. And so that's that's I, I always need a, a, about a week to two weeks to, to kind of just be by myself and unwind and be on my own and snap back to reality. Yeah, I can imagine. You're like, especially with sick head, and maybe even a little bit with Doctor Death, you're probably digging deep into the shadow. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, 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 you definitely are. And so to have that time alone for, for, for a bit to unwind, it, it definitely helps out. So, how what would you say, like, so far has been, has been your favorite role? As far as well, just the one you enjoyed most, or one that was, you know, that left a bigger mark or whatever. Well, I as, as far as like. The movies that have already came out, my favorite role would definitely be Sickhead in the sense that it just catapulted me to the next level. It introduced me to this to this horror world, and uh, it taught me discipline. It made me more connected with the fans. Uh, it, it introduced me to Rob, so I would say that role as of now, but as as time moves on and these movies come out and they breathe a little bit, I would probably say, huh, I don't know. It's, it's between Sebastian's role and, and Dr. Death's role. I, I, I like them both. I can't really say which one is his favorite for me. I learned a lot about myself doing both films. So, and I, and I feel like I had throughout the time of shooting both films. So, Whenever you can have an, a breakthrough and, and kind of and and figure things out from moment to moment, which I was able to do and, and work with good directors like Josh and, and, and Rob, like I, I can't I, I can't compare the two. I can only say that I had a good time doing both. Right. So if your uh, career was blossoming uh, around thirty one and American Horror Story, how do you feel that that it is now? Oh uh, well. Uh, I guess we'll see. <laughs> you know, uh, that all I can say is I, I don't want to project anything. I, I think these movies, especially with uh, Three from Hell, which is the follow-up to such a huge franchise, I think that will that will be good. And also, Candy Corn will be very good because Candy Corn, I feel, is specific 
for Halloween, where 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 I, I feel like candy corn will be a cult classic in a sense of every Halloween, someone's going to rent this movie and it's going to be one of the movies they watch on Halloween during that season. Whereas the Three from Hell will probably be the same, but Three from Hell will be more of a, a one where it's like let's watch all three of them at once, mm-hmm. and, and you can watch Three from Hell whenever. It's just it, it's not specifically made as a Halloween movie. So yeah, they're they're they're, they're both going to be cult classics in a sense that Rob Zombie's Three from Hell will just it will be a Rob Zombie cult classic for all all the Rob Zombie fans. And uh, Candy Corn will be more of a cult classic as a film made for Halloween. Does that make sense? I, I hope yeah. I'm not disrespecting Yeah, that makes perfect it. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the good thing about Candy Corn, though, is is if, uh, like Josh said, he already has the funding for the second one. And, <laughs> I mean, that's what he told us. So, and You guys just let the cat out of the cage. No, no, he told us that last week. He told us that last week. Now I'm gonna start hounding John. Oh my bad. My bad. Oh, shit. When well, you could have listened to it on. I'd be like, well, these guys said that. You know, you already had it. So what's up? Well, he's already been. I should say he's already been offered it. But he's like he said. He's like, I'm gonna have to let that breathe, because just what he had to go yeah, through no, to get exactly. that movie made. I'm let that breathe for a while, and. But to me, if, and it, focus on a, a, a couple different projects, and then you know, if people really want it, if Candy Corn does really well, then. I'm sure he's gonna. We're gonna start working on it right away. Yeah, but you have to let it breathe. And then, if you get a trilogy out of it, like he would like, I mean, that's like Halloween night. Watch all three movies. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. You, you know, or the Halloween party I, you have I, it I on. Think, I haven't read the second or third script. I know that Josh has been telling me he he's that that they're already written. So oh, I can only anticipate to. You know, in the direction he's going, Josh is a is a genius. He's very meticulous with what he wants, and so I and I, I think it it's going to be very thought out. It's it's going to be very clever, and I can't wait to read it. You should. Uh, did, did he ever tell you about the the time he went to Ohio and the the one mayor tried to charge him like five grand to shoot in his town? No, but I listened to you guys at this podcast the other day, and that, that was interesting. I did not know that happened. Yeah, dude. I, that's I was like, that's such an awesome story. Like, we need to find out who that mayor is, and we're gonna get him. <laughs> I'm not gonna do nothing. I, that's not nothing that I have. To do. <laughs> I'm not getting into that. We'll send him some candy corn. How about oh, that? dude. No, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's like that's a lot of money, especially when you're on a low budget. But that's out here. That's that kind of stuff happens every day. That's why people try to shoot outside of California because here. You can tax people. You can, you know, like they film a lot of stuff on my street. And even the people that aren't shooting, like who aren't allowing their houses to be shot at, uh, still can charge money because they're they're blocking their driveway. You know, all the, yeah. all the crew trucks are bar- blocking the street. So they come around with a little paper and they have you sign it. And you, if you don't sign it, they ask why. And you give them and. And then they and they offer you money, and then you're, and you can make money that way. It's it's kind of crazy. So have you made money uh, off of them shooting? No, because I rent my house, but the the people that we rent, we live in a back house. Oh, okay. The main house our landlord lives in, in the front, and she always charges money. <laughs> well, you might as well. I mean, yeah, I mean they're giving it to everybody on the street. Yeah, might as well. Might, yeah, I, I I hear like the guy like. Because I remember one time they were blocking our street for like a week. 
Good God. And the guy that our next door neighbor charged them $10,000, dude, and they gave it to him. Isn't that Whoa. crazy? Well, yeah, but I mean. So who knows what other people charge? And that's not even. And then still, the people that live in the house that they're shooting at, they got to pay them, plus pay for their hotel accommodations, plus give them, like, money for per diem, for food. So it's just. It's crazy. It's a crazy business. So when I heard that that story, like on your guys' podcast of what happened to Josh, I was blown away. But at the same time, I'm like that 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 happens here all the time. So do you think if you was ever shooting a movie that uh, on your street that uh, your landlord wouldn't charge you? No, no, they're gonna charge me no matter what. <laughs> In my house, super incognito. Yeah, uh, people always she find a it. way to charge money for things. Be gorilla style shooting out of there. <laughs> she, um, yeah, no, definitely gorilla style. And she'd see it and be like, "Was it? Was it inside? What? <laughs> Too late. Already happened. Yeah, it already happened. <laughs> Why are like in Tokyo or or in Japan and areas that like you can't shut streets down. You just got to film around people. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, but. no, I, I I believe that. I mean, that's. What you that's what you do a lot when you're shooting a low budget films, you know. You gotta just you just gotta gorilla shoot it and hope that you get it. That's crazy. Yeah, that was a lot of uh, Larry Cohen stuff back in the day. That's what they did. And he he had this theory that that people will tolerate a lot more when they see cameras because there's a movie being shot. So they just you know, kinda Lame. enjoy the, the show, you know. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure that that mayor is going to be pissed when uh, when he see if he ever watches that. I doubt he'll ever watch Candy Corn Buffy. He'll be like, "Hey, shot here! What the hell is going on?" <laughs> yeah, because that would that is hilarious that they come they went back and did it. Um, I feel like if you're shooting like in your house and you own the house and you're using your parking lot for the crew guys. It's not owned by the city. I'm like, how? Why? What makes you think that you're gonna get any money out of it? I, I don't understand that. that That's what that, I that train of thought. I didn't understand that. Either. I was just like, like I said, it'd probably be like, oh, it's five grand, but all hundred dollar bills back alley. You know, <laughs> he's probably playing. hoping no, all unmarked he bills. <laughs> he's he probably hoping that. Uh, he wouldn't ask no questions and just pay up. Yeah, it's pocket money. Yeah, like that way he could just pocket all the money. You really think that he was going to give the money to the city? No way. Five yeah. grand, that's that's not a lot of money for, you know. For a whole city? No, no, not to do with. No, not at all. He's probably going to go him a prostitute or something. Oh, God, I don't know about this. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, he probably was going to get a very high-priced prostitute. Yeah, in his little town. <laughs> he was going to the big city, putting on his good clothes. <laughs> I think he was in Ohio, so he's probably going to go to Cincinnati or something. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Goodness gracious. So, the, uh, the scenes you were at, did y'all shoot in Mexico? For Three from Hell. No, no, no. We did not shoot in Mexico. We shot uh, at Melody Ranch, and that's in Canyon Country. Here, it's in Valencia. In the Santa Clarita area, it's a little outside of Los Angeles. They they have all these kind of studio ranches where they shot things like Westworld. They shot Carnival there. They shot like any movie that you see that's kind of based in the deserty area. That's a Hollywood uh, production is shot in Canyon Country here in Los Angeles. Huh. Oh, that's pretty cool. But they, they got everything all there. the settings for it and everything. Yeah. 
There's like, a- have you guys seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, not yet. Not yet. Well, a lot of the stuff there is shot in Canyon Country, Melody Ranch, and places like that. That movie looks phenomenal, though. What? I've been hearing good things. No, it was it. a pretty. It was a pretty awesome movie. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I was going to ask. So, you. did they shoot the Spawn Ranch scene on Melody Ranch? Yeah, no, yeah. It's a, it's yeah, a, it's a big. Good. I mean, there's a bunch of different ranches there, and a, a bunch of different studios there yeah. along the ranch. We shot at like a specific one that they made look like Mexico, like a little town in Mexico. That's crazy. How often do you go to the movies? I got this AMC thing that like you you can go to four movies or three movies a week. A plus. Uh, so and it's like nineteen dollars a month. So I go like maybe once a week. How? Uh, me and my wife both have it, so we'll both go and watch a movie. If she doesn't feel like watching certain movies. Then I, I go by myself, and if I don't feel like watching the movie she wants to watch, I, she goes by herself. But mostly we go together. How much is a, a movie where you live to go to? Because I hear, you know. Oh, I'm... dude, it's, it's, it's like the movies here, like just just to go for one movie at AMC, like a six o'clock showing is like $16. Oh, damn. So that pays and then for it's itself. Like $5 for like a small popcorn, and then. So right then and there, you're already above twenty dollars. Then a soda and all that. So to pay nineteen dollars for the full month is pretty awesome. Yeah, because here it costs. Uh, it's twenty bucks to do that too. Here, I think it's everywhere. You no, get... I'm talking about just going to a regular oh. show and depending on what the time is. But like, probably six oh. o'clock is thirteen bucks, thirteen to fourteen, and then freaking popcorn is just outrageous drinks. I mean, there's theaters that are even more expensive. You know, you go to the Arc Light in Hollywood. I believe it's like nineteen dollars for like a, a ticket. And if you, if there's a lot of good movies yeah, coming and out, people pay it. People pay it just to say like, "Oh, I want to saw the movie at Arc Light, or I want to saw it at the Cinedome." So, right. I like I going to, to the IPIX, IPIX, and, and like watching them lounging. Have you? Do they have those theaters out there that are just super loungy? They. No, we no, the button, I want like into a bed. It's leather. You can you can call for cocktail services or some food. What? It's pretty awesome. They got one in Nashville that does yeah. that. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but uh, someone was talking about how they, they'll they bring you food. Picks. They're pretty. They're pretty rad. It's AMC in Franklin. I don't know, but they'll they'll bring That's... you the food, and you can have chicken wings and all that shit and drinks. But oh, they just yeah. started. Yeah, uh, they people, just like some of them. You get cocktails, and they bring you any drink you want. I don't drink, but I've seen other people do it, and it's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, they just started that oh, here yeah, at the great. AMC's. AMC. You just get kind of partway into a movie, order a, a fucking nice whiskey on the rocks, you know, and, oh, man, it'd be super cool. Be uh, we have one here that's got the, the moving seats in the air, like uh, air blasts, and it has scents and the lightning, uh, like light setups and all kinds oh, of crazy awesome. shit. Yeah, yeah, I it's mean, kind of like riding one of those they are. 4D roller coaster kind of things. It's crazy. So, what do you, do you have anything? Uh, you have your eye on any projects for the future, or are you just gonna kind of kind of let these two come out and see what happens? Yeah, that's that, I, I I got some pilots that we shot last year, like comedic pilots, and just I, I got a couple proof of concept projects that I, I'll, I'll be working on within the next couple months. 
But as of now, like, I, I just want to, I want these two pots, uh, Three from Hell and Candy Corn to come out and just breathe for a little bit, see what happens, see how the fans react and see how the industry reacts. That's all. I, it's, it's always a patient, wait, uh, it's always a waiting game and a game of patience. But I, I think these films are going to be pretty well received. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And I know we only have you for an hour, so uh, before you go, or before we have to let you go, um, we ask every guest this. Uh, it's okay if you don't have a story, but um, do you have any ghost stories or, like, any paranormal stories or anything that's happened that you can't explain? Yeah, I, I do, actually. I, 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 I'm not a, a skeptic. I do believe in ghosts, and the, the ghost story I got was I... I, I I was uh, I went to a funeral for my my grandmother. This was a long, long time ago. It was my my uh, my step grandmother, and I went to a funeral in Greenville, South Carolina, for her. And I was about like the age of like thirteen. And uh, I remember the day after her funeral, I was I was in I was in bed with my uh, I, I was in bed and I was sleeping in the room next to my parents. And it was in her house, in my grandma's house. You know, we were cleaning it up, getting it ready for them to be able to sell it. And I don't know if it was a dream or what it was, but I remember seeing like, like a, like a silhouette. Like it was like a lady in white and it was my grandma. She was, she had long white hair and a long white dress and she was hovering across the floor, across the living room floor. And I kind of followed it. And, you know, at, at the age of 13, it was like my grandma, and I loved her, you know. So I kind of, I, I wasn't frightened by it. So I kind of followed it until, and, and then she kind of went outside, and, and, and she disappeared. But I, it, it was, she was like hovering across, over the floor, like just like floating across the floor. And she looked so angelic and just so, so beautiful. And uh, that's I, I don't know if it was a dream to be honest, or if it was if it was real. I like to believe it was real, and she was just coming to say goodbye. And so that's my experience I had with the ghost. Yeah, for sure. And and the crazy thing is that like a few nights later, when we were still cleaning up, my mom said she saw that same thing, but she actually got kind of scared of it because she. Didn't get along with my grandma that well. <laughs> oh God! So she kind of shamed the shit out of her. <laughs> Made me laugh. Oh shit! She's coming to mess with me some more. Well, I mean, yeah, you're, I oh, think yeah, you're yeah, definitely yeah, right course. though. Like it was uh, her saying, "Hey, look, I'm okay," you know, and leaving. And yeah, know. exactly. That's awesome, my man. I appreciate That's you sharing like that with us. It was. It's her saying goodbye. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That that sounds like you know, hey, because she didn't like go in the best way. You know, she got cancer and then it was like in the hospital like just dying in pain suffering so it was a really hard way to see her go out so to be able to see her come back and just be angelic and beautiful like that it was kind of like her coming back and saying this is the real me this is me like and i'm saying goodbye and i love you guys so that that was my experience with a ghost after that i've never seen a ghost ever again and like i said i don't remember if i was dreaming or if it was real like that, but it must have been because my mother saw the same thing. Even if it was a dream, it freaked her out. Even if it was a dream, though, like you got to think, ghosts can come into your dream, you know. So, 
either way, it was real. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's awesome, man. I appreciate you sharing that story with us. That's People love stories like that. I mean, because there's so many people that, you know, that have had experiences and, you know, they want to confirm their experience too. So, man, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, that that's like something I haven't ever really shared with anybody. I mean, my parents and family members know about it, but nobody else. But, yeah, I just wanted, I thought, you know, if I'm going to share it anywhere, you guys were awesome to talk to and you, you guys had good questions and, you know, we bonded for like a whole hour and that's great. Heck yeah, man. I, we appreciate you coming on and taking the time out. And I just want to say, uh, just to let you know, your PR team's amazing, dude. Like, oh, I know. They're, like, they're, they're great. They're, so it's one of the greatest things that's that, like, that I, that I've done for myself in a sense of looking them up, getting referred to them and just, and then try and bringing them on board because they, I, I mean, I, I, doing things that I never thought I was, I would ever be able to do. And they're, they're opening doors for me that I never thought were even there. So I'm so happy with them. Supersonics media kicks ass. Yeah. We, we dealt with Veronica and Wendy and they're, they're really awesome. And, because they've very been no, very. They're so professional and so funny yeah. and just, just, I I'm learning so much from them. Yeah, they've definitely been very patient with us. And anything uh, else that you have going on, uh, that you'd like to share? At this moment, not. I I don't have too much going on. I just I I just really want the fans to watch these films and enjoy them, and know that when Rob makes films, he doesn't make them for the mainstream. He makes them for the fans. And and I can't wait for people to see Candy Corn and see Josh's breakthrough movie because, like I said, it's the perfect Halloween treat. It's a movie made for Halloween, and I believe that everyone's gonna love it. It's got some depth. It's got it's got some heart behind it. Both of them do, and I can't wait for people to experience them. Oh yeah, man! Uh, thanks for coming on and talking with us. And uh, people can follow you on Instagram at Poncho Muller P. Correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, right, exactly. Then. Poncho Muller P. They can follow me. They can DM me, ask me questions. Whatever. Sweet, man. That's awesome. Uh, help. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, that thank you, awesome. man. Thank you, guys. And uh, you guys, maybe I'll come back to Tennessee and uh, we'll, we'll do another interview together. We'll hang out or we'll go grab some dinner or something. Hell yeah, dude. That I, I hope good. that happens, man. I really do hope that happens. It will happen, man. I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Appreciate All right. it, man. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. All right, guys. So that was Poncho Moeller. Go follow him at Poncho Moeller P. Um, and make sure you uh, get your copy of Candy Corn. At EpicPictures.com. We talked about it last week with Josh. So go listen to Josh Hasey's interview. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you'll find out where to get the movie. Ta-da. Yeah. Ta-da. There's lots I just of stuff. told him where to get the movie. Oh, my bad. My bad. I, but but yeah. you missed out on the pre-order because the pre-order was $14.99 and it goes up to $24.99 now. Damn. Yeah, damn, and it, and the the disc looks really cool. It's got like the the pale. Yeah, it looks almost like the pale, and it just it's really cool. Poncho's an awesome guy. We uh, if he's listening, to this, thank him for coming on and just you know and his team for letting us do this interview. Awesome. Yeah. And you can go follow us at the Horror Basement Podcast. Jim Jam here is my Instagram handle, and mine is Johnny Dot Leroy. I am V Dot Yeti Dot Six One Six. And on Instagram. Co- collectively, it's at the Horror Basement Podcast and t- at TN Horror News. And go to TNHorror.com for 
all kinds of awesome articles and podcast interviews and you know articles and reviews and the haunt page is up there go check out some haunts find you a haunt that you want to go to that's close to your city jim jam worked really really hard on that and uh yeah and by the time this comes out slaughterhouse will be officially open that following friday the 20th uh, slaughterhouse in hermitage tennessee is open among a lot of other haunts yep and go check out haunt seekers of tennessee yeah our partners and uh yeah i'm gonna give some uh Shout outs to some podcasts that we uh, listen to. Johnny, you listen to Half Ass Horrorcast, and I guess that's the only one. Um, <laughs> Half Ass Horrorcast for me too, and uh, uh, it's a horror podcast which is available on this network that you're listening to this on. Yeti, you listen to. Uh, I've been fucking with horrible horror podcasts because I like fucking. They they take they break down in depth. Uh, Horrible fucking horror movies, just like the Ninja Deaths. It's it's a fun time. Check them out. Yeah, Johnny definitely. Uh, Johnny, I mean, yet yet he definitely has to uh, watch some pretty horrible movies sometimes. Yeah, he's the movie Ooh, raccoon. Man. Movie raccoon. He's a trash panda for movies. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, man, um, I roll in the trash. So what the fuck you just sniffed the mic for? So I was just leaning close to it. I heard you go. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm smelling. No, anyways, we're getting <laughs> off track here, guys. Uh, I can't. Luckily, I'm the editor. Yeah. So is that all we got? I don't know. I think I want to keep y'all a little longer because I miss y'all. Well, we need to do an intro. So. Oh, so I still have time with y'all. Yeah. That's all <laughs> we got, y'all. We out. Peace. <laughs> Stay spooky. Try not to be an asshole.